All right, guys, welcome back to another very needed episode of Haunted Horrors. Yes. Why are you <laughs> like this? I don't know. I'm. That sound was Kelsey. I'm pregnant. That's why. It's just the hormones. It makes me do stuff. I don't what understand. was your excuse before? Yeah, um, I didn't have an excuse before. How's that apple? Good. Good. It's good. How's being pregnant? Pregnant. Um, terrible. <laughs> ten out of ten would not recommend. But it'll probably be worth it, right? I mean, you Maybe. like kids, right? I guess. Apparently, you do, cause you're gonna <laughs> have one. I don't really have a choice now. <laughs> not wrong. No, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for this baby. I'm ready for this episode. Let's go. Let's go. Let's dive right into it. So today's episode is going to be about demonic possessions and exorcisms. Yikes. Yeah, I um I researched this only during the daytime. That's why I'm glad. That sounds glad. about right. Yeah, only in the daytime. And like once the sun started to set, I was like, okay, time to go. Like <laughs> shut my laptop. Okay, Disney movie. princess movie. <laughs> yeah, just, let's put on Tangled real quick. <laughs> Good choice. Good choice. I love that movie. <laughs> One of my favorite Disney movies. That's really good. We were looking it up, and it took, like, six years to make. And, like... Tangled? Yeah. And they switched studios, like, halfway through. Why? I don't know. But it definitely put a stop on production of the film for a while. And then they spent, like, $250 million on it. Which the average for, like, animated films like that is around, like, 50 to 75 mil. So, wow, she is expensive. <laughs> she is, which is why she's top personally, notch. <laughs> personally one of the best Disney princesses. No, I agree. Yeah, hiccup. Agree. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. <laughs> so, let's start off with demonic possessions and explain to the listeners what that is. All right, so it's this really, really scary thing. Um, <laughs> and a and sentence. It, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all you need to know. Um, it involves the belief of an outside spirit, demon, or evil entity um, controlling a person's actions, both their mental and physical actions. Um, common symptoms of possession include like loss of memory or loss of time. They don't know where they are, stuff like that. Um and perceptual distortions, hypersuggestibility, and a sense of no self-control. There's also, um, and some of this comes out during exorcisms too, a display of knowledge that would be impossible for that person to know, like how the pastor's mom died or like stuff like that, where they're like, bro, you don't know me. How? Did, how? <laughs> um, I remember that one time we had lunch over in coffee, you know. Right. <laughs> That's weird to me, too, because, like, do demons just have, like, a little black book of, like, oh, this person, this person, I'm going to use this one day. Like, how do they know? How do they know? It's like a gazillion pages. Yeah. I could barely read the first Twilight book in, like, a short amount of time. It took me months for that because that's such a big book. (laughs) Yikes. They're making another one. I did hear about that. releasing a new... I was like, what? And it's supposed to be, like, from Edward's point of view, like, the whole series... I was like, oh. Which the only part... So it's the same story, it's just kind of, you know... Really, the only part that I'd be interested to hear from his point of view is during New Moon when he's basically MIA the entire book and movie. 
Yeah, that's the only thing, like, we don't know <laughs> like, where Where the fuck is. were you? What were you doing? Yeah. Who were you seeing? Who were you cheating on her with? <laughs> Who were you fucking? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Any other kinda... vampire babies I should know about? <laughs> Yikes! It seems like a money grab for me, like, from Stephanie Meyer mm-hmm. to just, it's the same story, but, you know, kind of different, but not. I don't know. Um, anyways, so, um, if a person is possessed, getting back to it, multiple, um, voices may come out, and the victim may suddenly be able to speak several different languages that they never learned. Often Latin is one of these languages, and Latin is actually a dead language, meaning that it may be used in specific contexts, but it has legit no native speakers anymore. That makes sense, because the demons are dead. So it's a dead language. Full circle. Um, Latin is a classical language that was spoken in Rome starting in 75 BC. So, you know, way back when. And um, that was when Old Latin was standardized into classical Latin, which is typically the language of Latin that comes out from possessed individuals. And it was the official language of the Roman Empire. Latin also became the official language of the Catholic Church once they gained influence in the Roman, what, in the growing Roman Empire. Good. So, good. it has a strong connection to the Catholic Church, which is weird. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird because, like, usually, like, since the beginning, Christianity has had the belief that possession comes from the devil and his lesser fallen angels. Mm-hmm. So... It's like a weird connection that possessed people are just suddenly able to speak a language of the church that no one knows anymore. No one takes the time to learn. I don't know. Weird. It's weird stuff. <clears throat> the one thing that I found interesting in like all these definitions that I found mm-hmm. is that the definition of possession under the English-speaking practitioners through christianity i mean not sorry i'm sorry catholics is possession is a very rare and only is very rare and it only occurs when human beings willfully hand over complete control of their life to satan so like they as under that definition basically i want you to have my soul not i didn't have a say in this (laughs) yeah which it's usually portrayed differently and Mm -hmm. i feel like even in real possession cases, which are very, very rare. We'll mm-hmm. get into that in a minute here. Um, I forgot what I was going to say already. Something about <laughs> the s- demons and oh. their souls, I'm assuming. Yeah, okay. Nope. I lost it again. No. Nope. <laughs> Pregnancy brain. Do you want me to reread this definition? Please. <laughs> possession. Very rare. It only occurs when human beings willfully hand over complete... Oh my god, I okay. remember now. Okay, so... So, usually victims are like, I had no control, whatever. And I feel like it's because they felt guilty for being like, yeah, let's just, like, let devil get in there a little bit and see what happens. That was my only comment that we just spent. Oh, (laughs) good. But looking at it that way, like, what about the, like, possessed five-year-olds? Yeah, that's weird. Because, like, I mean... The law doesn't apply to them, so it's not like you have to be 18 to consent to something. It's demons just do whatever. But I don't... 
it's weird because like five-year-olds don't know what consent is so if they don't understand fully what's happening then they really can't consent to like yeah this is this is okay satan please just (laughs) i don't know right i feel like that's like a way for demons to prey on young children too though is like hey you don't really know what this is but like can i do it and then the kids have clearly no clue and they're just like yeah whatever well because that's the other thing too um because the most common one is basically obsession, which people get confused with possession. Because mm-hmm. obsession is the demonic influence which seems to reside inside a person, usually afflicting a certain area of a person's life in the form of strong habitual temptations. Yeah, so that's like that's like um like an internal demon though. Like right. not not like a legit spiritual demon taking over your body. Is that correct? Am I understanding that correctly? It's like when people say, oh, he has demons. Like if this guy is a gambler, a drinker, stuff like that. And like he can't seem to take control. Yeah, that's probably Is that kind of... It is, yeah. But it's just that one thing that like a lot of people get those two mixed up. And yeah. just assume it's all lumped under yeah. possession. Yeah, there's a big difference there. Which is also weird because the overall lumped word is not possession either. The overall lumped word is demonization. <laughs> yeah. I don't... Uh, so, y'all, y'all horror movie buffs and filmmakers, y'all gotta do your research <laughs> on this background <laughs> and these definitions. We'll send you the links. <laughs> there you go. Yikes. Um, what did you find for psychologists' take on possession because i've had a lot of mixed things some psychologists are like no you idiot and then others are like yeah maybe and then others are like no it's definitely real it's just not as often as you think yeah that's what i ran into ran into a lot but as far as the ones who are like no this is actually psychological not spiritual sort of a thing um there's actually a term known as possessive trance disorder which they link it to um because they have very kind of similar symptoms um with the possessive trance disorder uh symptoms such as hysteria Tourette's syndrome epilepsy schizophrenia conversion disorder or dissociative identity disorder Mm -hmm. and it's often related to traumatic experiences yeah they even said that um, sleep paralysis can account for some of the mm-hmm. situations um, where people are like, yeah, I'm possessed, man. <laughs> Which I guess that kind of makes sense because like when you have sleep paralysis, you can't move, but like everything feels really, really vivid and you're right. like, wow, this isn't real kind of thing. There's, I, I don't know, if, did you find the quote from the DSM-5 about mm-hmm. this? <clears throat> I did, I didn't write it down. So there was a, there's a quote in the DSM-5 apparently that states, quote, possession form identities in dissociative identity disorder typically manifest as behaviors that appear as if a spirit, supernatural being, or outside person has taken control such that the individual begins speaking or acting in a distinctly different manner, unquote. Yeah. So, it does have some similarities to dissociative identity Mm -hmm. disorder, which we did a two-part 
podcast we did so if you're interested in that stuff definitely go check out of idiots and intellects which is kelsey's because we covered two episodes on that where we actually interviewed someone with it yeah it was really in depth and it was really it was really cool it's probably my favorite episode Mm -hmm. that we've ever done so no it was really good um so there's some similarities between like symptoms of possession and did but did is very very different Mm -hmm. so i don't i don't know i mean this this whole thing is just like the science behind it which i don't i don't i personally unpopular opinion don't believe everything has a scientific explanation some some things i may be like that doesn't make sense but i wouldn't say there's a there's it would there'd be a scientific reason behind it some things are just unexplanatory yeah in certain situations like that i agree with that i'm super into science and like i think most things have a scientific Mm -hmm. reasoning behind them but there's a couple things where you're like wait i this doesn't work (laughs) and how do you like use science to figure that out like there's there's literally no way i don't know i don't know if maybe just at this point in time humanity hasn't evolved far enough to like do a certain Mm -hmm. type of science to figure things out because i mean you look back hundreds of years and you know people thought bloodletting was a thing yeah (laughs) so maybe we're not advanced enough but also like we're kind of killing it in the science game like have you seen like the deep fake videos and ai and like all of this crazy technology right so we're as advanced as we've ever been, and there's still some things that we can't explain. So, yeah. <laughs> um, that's kind of what one of these psychologists um, spoke about. God, what was his name? Oh, Dr. Richard Gallagher. Um, he was Ivy League. You know, he went to Yale. He's board-certified psychiatrist that's been helping clergy... Is that how you say it? Clergy? Clergy? I think it's clergy. Clergy? I think it all depends on, like, the region you're from for the yeah. pronunciation. Here in Wisconsin, it's clergy. <laughs> oh. oh, good. Anyways, um, so he's been helping distinguish between um, the people with actual <clears throat> mental illness and those that may actually be possessed for about 25 years. Um, he said that mental illness represents an overwhelming majority of possession cases, but... Um, he spends most time convincing people that they are not possessed, that they have specific mental illnesses, but he does still come across some very real cases. Um, so, you know, and then like you said, um, yikes, gross, reports of spirit possession, (laughs) there's like an apple peel thing here, um, reports of spirit possession is often directly related to trauma, um, psychological distress, PTSD, and high suicide rates, um, and can sometimes even be used as a way to try and explain dissociative behaviors associated. Right. What am I saying? My English is not working. I'm following I'm just speaking Latin. (laughs) Um, anyways, yeah, so there's some reports of where it's like, Yes, these people who have had trauma are more likely to become possessed, like, with real possession. And then other times where it's 
their trauma is like possession is used to explain their behaviors but it's not real possession you know what i mean like a scapegoat yeah exactly they're just like ah it's the demons and they don't get the person the psychological help they need this is why demons come and like attack us all and try to kill us because we're using them as scapegoats and they're fed up with it they're like yo i'm just trying to be over here having a chill time just like hanging out but no you have to go blame me because you went and killed mary beth I feel, um, let's backtrack a second. <laughs> I feel like demons are just not good guys. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. I mean, I guess. But, you know, whatever. Take it as you will. Just, you know, you never know. Just how you explain that, I just imagine, like, a demon on a beach, like, with bright red sunglasses, chilling with a beer, and, like, yeah. God damn it, Jessica over there, God, oh, I have to go possess her! <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, this is the third time Jessica's blamed me for something, and I'm just over here having a beer. I'm over it! <laughs> 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 he's just like, God help us all, and then he's like, Wait. No. <laughs> God, stay out Hold of this. Hold up, wait a minute. <laughs> um, yikes. Um, beliefs about possession can be regularly used to control and coerce individuals, too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I read some stories of, uh, like, children soldiers in developing countries where they were recruited because people were like, hey, if you don't serve your country and, like, help us out... The demons are going to come after you. And so then all of a sudden they had child soldiers like out killing people, Good. which then forms the PTSD that can <laughs> be like, oh, hey, no, you're just possessed by a demon. You don't have anything wrong with you. So full circle, these these situations suck. Honestly, though. Yeah. Um, there have also been people who just committed terrible crimes and then tried to blame their actions on possession, like the Amityville Horror House that we did an episode on mm-hmm. for this podcast. I think it was, like, the last one, wasn't it? The last, one me, and you, last one me and you did together, yeah. yeah. So if you're interested in that story, <clears throat> check that out, because he just, like, killed his family and was like, yeah, the devil made me do it. But then, uh, turns out he just did it. So... The idea behind trying to blame possession is that supposedly evil acts through the victim without consent, which we were talking about with the kid thing. Right. Um, and this makes the victim morally blameless since they weren't technically in control of their actions. And it's not necessarily a provable thing, you know? Like, you can't just be like, no, you weren't possessed. Or like, oh, yeah, okay. So it kind of... It's weird in the court of law when people are like, yeah, just, uh, there was a demon in me. <laughs> so, you know. Okay, so, sorry, I have to bring this up. <laughs> um, so I found this, ar- this article that I apparently didn't finish reading, um, of how, of, like, the steps and how exorcisms work and how they are dealt and handle like prayers and then in order and steps and such yeah at the very end of this it says after the ritual is complete the participants sum up one virtue for each of them and add this to the running total if the total is greater than the power of the demon then it is exercised otherwise 
it is still in power and the least virtuous of the assistants gains one virtue point. And I'm just like... What? <laughs> virtue points? Um, what is this, like World of Warcraft? <laughs> it's like God's scoreboard. For- <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel bad making fun of this, but it's just the, the way it's phrased makes it sound like some like Pokemon card game or something. It's legit like, just like God, like, oh, you get a point. Good job. <laughs> Ten point points to Gryffindor. <laughs> oh, we're oh, going no. to hell. <laughs> oh. Anyways, do you have anything else on exorcism? I mean, well, we started, I'm sorry, we started more so with the demonic possessions. Yeah. Do you have anything else on that? Not on that. Um, anything on exorcisms? Yeah, we got some exorcism stuff. So exorcism... Um, is the expulsion or attempted expulsion, like you were, <laughs> virtue points. <laughs> virtue points. Um, of a supposed evil spirit from a person or place. The procedure is often carried out by someone of faith who attempts to use the power of God to cleanse the person of the unwanted entity. So if someone's got this demonic possession, they need an exorcism to get that fucker out. <laughs> um... The United States has about 50 stable exorcists, meaning that they've been designated by bishops of the Catholic Church to directly combat demonic activity on a regular basis. So they're like full-time exorcists, and that's one for each state, I guess. I feel like that's not a good-paying job. Like, you can't (laughs) live off that, because if it doesn't happen a lot, like... You're yeah. just kind of sitting there chilling, waiting for someone to get possessed. You're just <laughs> waiting for a phone call like the Ghostbusters. Just please call. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I can't imagine that being a pretty livable salary. Unless they pay, pay well enough that they can live between jobs. Well, it's weird because like, it always seems that people who have possession issues are people with like middle to lower... Income, there's a squirrel outside. Um, <laughs> low to middle income. You see things, I don't see a squirrel. No, he went up the tree. That's what they do. You saw that from that far away? Yeah. Okay. I don't need glasses that bad. It was a big guy. He was round and he, was, he must be eating all my mom's bird seed. Um, Sing- singular? All <laughs> my mom's bird seed? Bird seed. It's like a... No, bird seed. It's like, it's a plural for bird. You don't just say bird seeds. You say bird seed. Yeah, I don't say that. <laughs> you don't think? <laughs> no one said I was smart, okay? Why do you think I'm trying to make a living off podcasts? <laughs> um, okay, so <laughs> there's um, I, there's three types of, of exorcisms. I feel we're just moving forward from that. I feel like we have to take a step back and like talk about you. Are you okay? We don't have enough time in this podcast to talk about that. <laughs> okay, so moving forward. Um, baptismal exorcism is when you bless an infant prior to baptism um, to cleanse it from evil resulting in original sin. There's simple exorcism where you bless a place or an object to rid it of evil. And then there's the real exorcism, which is where um, someone of faith performs a rite of exorcism to rid a human being of a diabolical possession. So. Sounds about right. Yeah. 
That was always weird to me for, like, like the idea of baptizing someone, which I'm going to have to for my baby, just, like, for my dad's sake. <laughs> and I was baptized, I guess. But it's, like, a weird concept to me. Mm-hmm. We're like, here, they uh, they didn't do anything. Here's the original sin, though, so, you know. Like, what? <laughs> I guess I don't get it. It's just weird to me. Well, maybe it's one of those... This might be way just out of left field, but... Anyone who actually, like, went to Catholic school or anything, let us know. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. Because we have no idea. Because maybe it's one of those things, like, since you said, here's the first sin or whatever. Mm -hmm. Because way back when, it was a sin to, like, have sex before marriage. So if you're conceiving a child before marriage, here's, like, cleansing of that sin. Yeah. I think just... Making this baby pure. The original sin is just pleasures of the flesh, period, at all. That, too. So... Of the I was going to say, that was... I that did not gross. like how that was phrased. Yeah, that felt gross to say. Ugh. But... but. <laughs> Can I help you? I just... It, I was checking the recording time, and then your the notification popped up with the name, and I'm what? That was her name. That's what she has it set up as. Okay. <laughs> We're not going to talk about it. Little. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. What else you got for exercises? <laughs> um, there's a code of canon law from the ni- from 1917. Okay. Um, because that w- that was when the fir- that was the first time in the Catholic Church's history that a large collection of its rules uh, were published together in an author- authoritative. Oh my god, these are big words for me right now. Authoritative <laughs> compendium known as the Pio Benedict... <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Pio Benedictine Code of Canaan Law. Can you repeat that sentence? No, I cannot. <laughs> if you need repeating, rewind and play from back then. Um, but in summary, um, there's couple different steps underneath this, including one, to exercise a, pos- a possessed person, express authority. Oh my God, who let me read today? <laughs> Authorization <laughs> from the ordinary is required. Sorry, there was... There was more. Parentheses, so I was trying <laughs> to read around that. Um, two, this permission is only to be given to priests of the highest repute and that priests must establish reasonable certainty that the person in need is truly possessed before proceeding. Yeah, so they, like, they technically have to bring in a psychologist and be like, hey, mm-hmm. what's up, dude? Or, like, they have to schedule doctor's appointments to get checked yeah. over like I stuff. Like, I get it why in movies they kind of skip over all that because that's all the boring stuff you don't yeah. want to see. But it but, paints such a poor but image. Yeah, <laughs> it makes it seem a lot, I guess you could say, easier of a situation to get under the circumstance. Right. That it comes up, which yeah. it's not. Yeah. Um, another thing is exorcism is not restricted to Catholics in good standing and catechumens. I that Catch-ups? one. Right there. Catechumens. Catch. That's what I said. Is that right? I'm pretty sure. Looks right. I don't know. Um, but if required, it may also be applied to non-Catholics and to those excommunicated. Mm. Yeah. There is a whole section of like. 
um, demonic possession and exorcisms for each religion. And I was like, there's no way we would have enough time for that. Oh, yeah, God, no. <laughs> but, yeah, it's all religions, whatever. I feel like it's more specific to the individual involved. Right. You dig? I dig. Okay. But, yeah, there's just the fact that they have to get permission from, like, their higher-ups. Like, mm-hmm. is this allowed? Can I go do this? Yeah, let me... Can I just go get this demon out real no. quick? <laughs> you cannot. There's not the importance of a demon. You have more important demons to face. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this just got deep now. Yikes. <laughs> he just, <laughs> he yes. says you have more important demons to face. He just starts crying. My father left when I was young. <laughs> oh, wow. Look at the time. I gotta, gotta <laughs> not, go. Not, not right now. Not right now. Not these demons. I'm not trained for these demons. <laughs> you know what? How about you just go? Go. Go do it. Take care of it. <laughs> just take care of yourself after. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else on this stuff before we I take a break? I do not. No. I'm kind of excited to hear um, after the break about mm-hmm. the Exorcist movie. Yeah. Because that was big and that kind of like piqued everyone's interest in possession. Right. So. That, that's actually going to be the last one we're going to talk about just yeah. because there's so much more detail involved with it yeah. than so. the other stories summed we're up. So. Do that. so. Stay tuned after the break. Yeah. There's going to be some interesting <laughs> stories. You'll love them or hate them. One of the two. It's a 50 50 shot. Same. It's the same thing. All right. Thanks for sticking with us through that very short break. Um, so we are going to get into talking about a couple interesting demon possession stories that nice. happened. I don't know why I took nice. so many pauses in between I every have no single idea. word. <laughs> it's like my brain wasn't fully processed of what I what was coming out. That's fine. It <laughs> happens. happens all the time. Yeah, I see it all the time from you. Yeah, that's specifically, new. specifically you. Now, are you doing that just to make fun of me, or is that you just doing you? How about you just read the stories? <laughs> oh, okay, sassy. Like you're pregnant, I'd fight you. Oh, wait till the fall. I'm still going to fight everyone. <laughs> All right, so the first one is from 1842, so we going way back. Way, way back. Um, A German villager noticed strong thing a strange things happening at 28 year old Gottlieben Gottlieben do little Gottlieben Dittis his house Dittis's um she claimed her place was haunted and she soon began slipping in and out of trance like states once a pastor commenced an exorcism things started getting a lot worse hmm. so you pissed him off yeah that's, that's what you're telling me uh she became violent she re- required restraints like she had to be held down yikes which is something else going back to this little article i found that's one thing that's like highly recommended is like you restrain them regardless of the situation <laughs> Yeah. Of how they were before, so. That brings up so many different... Okay, moving on. (laughs) I want to know where that was going. It just, like, made me 
think of like okay like if they restrain this it, <laughs> it's wildly inappropriate okay so like there's like kinks ch- yeah it's yeah but like how we were talking about kids get possessed and then it's the catholic church we're talking about oh um <laughs> you know <laughs> um anyways let's not uh, so she became violent yeah uh, she required restraints. Um, the pastor spent two years performing various exorcisms on her. Can you imagine how pissed she was? Like, she went for help and was like, you motherfuckers made it worse! Right. <laughs> I want my money back! Because <laughs> apparently you can only do an exorcism once a day. I, that's a lot, though. <laughs> <laughs> that is. Why would you... <laughs> you shouldn't need more than one. Honestly. Uh, it's just this guy was like in training or something. He didn't know what he was doing. Just like, oh, I think this is right. Has to do it for two years. This, uh, this feels right, right? Just get... God. <laughs> so I watch all these training videos. So who is going to be training me hands on? No one. Good luck. <laughs> me at my job. <laughs> me at my job. Oh. And now I've been there for almost six years. Kill me. Just kidding. SOS. Just kidding. I love my job. I just don't like customers. That's your whole job. (laughs) I know, but I like what I do with, like, the printing, marketing situations. Yeah. That's fun. Designing things. Yeah. Okay. Um, Demons. (laughs) Yes. She supposedly vomited glass, nails, and blood. I... You would have to vomit blood if you were also vomiting glass and nails, so... That makes sense, I guess. I just how, left out the part. How did you get glass I in just there? left out, when I was taking these notes, I left out the part in the article where it said, and of course blood. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, duh. Yeah, no shit. But yeah, where did the glass and nails come from? She was just faking the whole time, and she like pulled a David Blaine and ate glass. <laughs> Can you imagine? Ugh. Like, Ugh. nope. But once freed from evil, she stated, quote... Jesus is Victor. Hmm. So. Yay. <laughs> Go team. A white flag halfway through the exorcisms. Please just. <laughs> the, the funny thing with all these stories that I read is it felt like they couldn't figure out how to end a movie. It was just like done. So, like, okay, well, yep. have a nice day. <laughs> Yeah, it was basically done, because what was the most common phrase that I read, how it ended? He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. that, that was what, that's one of the most common things Just that I've read, is, like, something... how it's ended. is like, he's gone. Okay, well. Okay, well, I'm lot... gone, too. See ya. Also, my bill's in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of work, so. Yeah, that's. Just for that. I demand, like, praises and thanks and. Money. Oh, okay, he's gone. Cool. All right. See ya. I'll see you around town. I guess. <laughs> like, what do you? How do you? I don't know. I don't either. It's fine. <laughs> this is why they, when scary movies, they stretch the truth a lot because they have to. <laughs> you need interesting things. You can't just end something like that. It's like, even oh. if it's really how it ended. Okay. Cool. Yeah, Want they make no money. <laughs> <laughs> Want some tea? Yeah. Just- like things flying around the room, like stuff's happening, projectile vomit, and then you're just like, oh, he's gone. Let's like get breakfast, maybe? I don't Brunch? 
Crunch anyone? I'm really craving hash browns. <laughs> oh, oh my god, that sounds great. Ooh, that really does. <laughs> I miss so, brunch. Like, places let's... are open again, so we can like sit and have brunch places. So like, let's go get brunch, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm in. Don't gotta tell me twice. <sighs> so there's another one from 1906, where a 16-year-old from South Africa named Clara Seely. Uh, was heard making a pact with the devil and soon behaved erratically, tearing at her clothes, growling, speaking in tongue, and demoned, um, demon. Oh, that <laughs> space should not be there in my notes. I am. This is what happens. Are you okay? <laughs> no. Also, demonstrating. Dem- <laughs> demonstrating. <laughs> Demons. <laughs> I I put a space where there shouldn't be a space by accident. You just your mind is on the demons. I I was possessed. <laughs> <laughs> the demon made me do it. Oh. Um and demonstrating superhuman strength. Okay. Which is super, super cool. I would like superhuman strength. Um, I want to do an episode on real life superheroes for my podcast, so that's gonna be super fun. So. Okay. Is that gonna be like a video or? I don't know any real superhumans, so uh, no, that's, okay. uh, that's just a, that's just a okay. podcast episode. Got it. Um, so this Clara chick, <laughs> between... <laughs> this Clara bitch. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. She's only 16. She made a pact with the devil. That's her problem no, now. you're right. I think it's funny when, like, they say speaking in tongues, because, like, you need your tongue to speak anyways. Moving on. I'll be here all week, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Ooh, a cardinal. <laughs> so pretty outside. Bring it back. Bring it back. Okay, I'm ready. So oh between between 1906 and 1907, two priests performed exorcisms on her, during which her skin burned when touched by holy water, and her body levitated in front of 170 witnesses. So apparently they were just doing it in like a field. So just... David Blaine was alive then, and he was <laughs> he was doing his tricks. There you go. Chris Angel. Uh, I saw Chris Angel live once. Really? I haven't heard yeah. about him since, like, middle school. Yeah, he just has a residency in Vegas, so, like, he doesn't really do much. He was so good, too. Jesus, come back. That's good. I'm, sh- I'm sure that's what Clara was saying. Jesus, come <laughs> back. Please help. So, after a uh, noxious smell... Was observed leaving her body. Alright, well that's just bad hygiene. I mean, it's, (laughs) what, 19 It's It's early. You're right. It's early in the hygiene game. She was deemed free of evil. That evil stench? Yeah, okay. (laughs) But now about the possession. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Alright, well that's an interesting... How do you see a smell, like... That doesn't make... I don't get it. That's how you know he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. Everyone just leaves her in the field. <laughs> Bye. Okay, see ya. I'm not your victim anymore. But to end this whole fun story situation, because at this point, all the stories are basically the same. Yeah, they're all... We're going to talk about the movie The Exorcist and the real-life story it's based off of. Yeah, so in the 1973 film, The Exorcist, there's this teenage girl, which is wrong, 
that was their first mistake. <laughs> um, <laughs> she had her head spinning around. She had violent convulsions, a demonic voice, and projectile vomit, which is everyone's most memorable thing, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so many movies have made spoofs off of that, of just... And that's how I felt in my early um, weeks of pregnancy, so... That's how that happened. Drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get the spinning and the vomit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, did you have anything else in regards to the movie? Sorry, we kind of just trailed off there. Yeah, sorry. No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, the real story is based on Ronald Doe, a 13-year-old boy, whose name was changed due to privacy reasons. Mm-hmm. Because, as a, I'm pretty sure he's still alive and they're just trying to... Keep him good. Keep him calm. Yeah. Um. He lost his aunt, Harriet, in 1949, who was a spiritualist who taught him many things. Of course, like using a Ouija board. Teaching this little child how to... That's a great way to start a child's life. Like, (laughs) obviously there's going to be some fucked up situations at that point. Setting up for success. Um, After her death and early January, he started experiencing strange sounds from the floors and the walls of his room, water dripping from pipes and walls, and his mattress moving. Yeah, it also said um, other furniture would move on their own accord, and ordinary objects like vases would be flying or levitating whenever he would, like, walk by. Interesting. So, you know, maybe just his decor was not a fan of him. I mean... That doesn't... Yeah, okay. It's fine. Everything's fine. So, the family sought help from lots of people. Lots of priests, churches, stuff like that. From... To get no help at all. Like, sorry, you're on your own with this. But then... They finally got help from... Father E. Albert Hughes. A local Catholic priest. Who asked for permission to perform the exorcism. Mm Mm-hmm. But he, during the exorcism, stopped the right when Ronald pulled a spring from the mattress he was tied to and lashed the priest across the shoulders. Ouch. How do you just know where a spring in the mattress is? Like, you just dig your hand in there and rip it out and like, I'm gonna get you. My question is, if he was restrained, yeah, how, how the you... fuck did he get the spring? That seems a little... There are details missing from this. Yeah, I don't we know We should about watch all that. the movie, see what happens. <laughs> mm. I've actually never seen the movie. You've never seen the movie? No, I haven't. I've seen bits and pieces of it, and, like, I've pieced all of the bits and pieces that I've seen together, and it's, like, the whole film. Go ahead. So, <laughs> so I've kind of seen it. Just not in order. <laughs> right. Not in order. Not at once. Just, you know. So, after... Hughes was a baby because he got cut. <laughs> yeah, you big baby. If you're going in for an exorcism, be, like, suited up. Like, be prepared. Right. Just <laughs> Obviously, you're not dealing with good stuff. <laughs> After a few days, um, they began to see red scratches appear on Ronald's body. One formed the word Lewis, which the mother was like, Oh, Lewis, St. Louis, we have family in St. Louis. That must indicate we need to take him to St. Louis. Smart. Okay. <laughs> to, Louis. To help him. Louis. Why would a demon do that? Like, 
here's how you get rid of me. Take him to St. Louis. Here's a hint. Yeah, here's a directory of all of the priests you need to call in St. Louis. Just get rid of me. You know, I don't want to be here anymore. Um, once they got there, they had a cousin who was attending St. Louis University and put them in touch with Father Walter H. Halloran and Reverend William Bodern. Yeah. And they agreed to perform the exorcism with help from several assistants. Yeah. Good. Good call. Last one got nicked by a bed spring, so you probably want right. a couple you... hands on deck for this. Right. One goes down, tag in. <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> um, in March of 1949, they noticed patterns of being normal during the day with him, and then strange behaviors such as outbursts and screaming and entering a trance-like state while making sounds in a guttural voice at night. Yikes. Okay. So that's fun to hear. Can you imagine being a parent and waking up in the middle of the night to, like, <laughs> deep-ass voice from your young child? Who should sound like a five-year-old girl at this point. Right. <laughs> like, the man has not hit puberty yet. <laughs> uh, so, the priests saw mysterious flying objects in the boy's presence and noted... My God, my handwriting gets so terrible at this point. Uh, I noticed he would act violently when he saw any sacred objects presented, such as, like, crosses and holy water and the Bible. Mm. Okay. Yikes. Because, of course, demons hate those things. Right. That so, gotta have them there. Dog! Didn't, this is the same exorcism, right? I don't know. Did you leave the page? <laughs> oh, no. I'm looking at the next exorcism they did. Oh, the next film? Exorcism? No. no. Oh, in the story. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm trying to... Because <laughs> they have, like, a couple different... They have, like, exorcism one, two, whatever. Yeah. So I haven't seen any of them. So I wasn't sure if that's what you were talking about or not. No. In the story. Okay. So, uh, supposedly at one, in, at one incident, they witnessed... This is what weirded me out. They witnessed a pitchfork-shaped pattern of red lines moving from his thigh and snaking down towards his ankle. And that happened every night for more than a month. I... What? <laughs> That's... No. I don't like that. How do you know it's not like... Why does that have to be pitched for? Why do you just say claws, scratches? Less scary. Oh. Maybe it's supposed to represent Satan's pitchfork? Ah. Is that a thing? Yes. Probably. Is that a thing? I feel like that's just like a more modern depiction of Stereotypical. what the devil is, though. It's like for Halloween costumes only. It's not like a legit thing. I don't, know. I don't think so. Like, why would you? You could have so many other weapons. As yeah, the pitchfork, devil. really? That's like a pussy way out. <laughs> pussy way out. Okay. I suppose, though, then it would be a torturous death. All right. Because I feel, you know, you can't really... You can't make a quick death with a pitchfork. You can't, no. I suppose if you, like, went directly through, like, someone's head, though, that'd be pretty fast. There have been horror movies where people have died by a pitchfork, and it was not pleasant to watch. Yeah. My dad used to... <laughs> when we would have fires, um, my dad used to, like, have a fire pitchfork thing. Mm -hmm. 
and one of my ex-boyfriends was being really obnoxious one night or something and he was like messing around and my dad was just like hey tyler go oh i said his name (laughs) 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 go go run out in the field really quick we're gonna play find the pitchfork and so he did and then my dad threw the pitchfork in the air and was like all right you gotta find it before it comes down and gets you (laughs) and it was really funny I mean, obviously, he was, like, a really far ways away, and okay. my dad, like, threw it in opposite direction, but he was like, ah! <laughs> he was running around, and then he ran closer to where it was landing, and he was like, ah! And then he ran the other way. I just ah! love that. I just love <laughs> I'm going to have that on record now. Any points? It's so funny. Then it turned into a game. Tone. it's like the goats it's like the screaming goats goats, like edited for taylor swift have you seen i love those oh my god (laughs) (laughs) so in march on march 20th um the exorcism reached an unhealthy new level uh because (laughs) he couldn't hold his bladder anymore ronald urinated all over his bed and shouted and cursed at the priest how that is the... That's an interesting way to tell the priest to piss off. <laughs> <laughs> how that is the unhealthy needle level and not the pitchfork, I mean. Yeah, it, scratches on your body is kind of like I a digress. whole thing. <laughs> um, they ended up taking him to Alexian Brothers Hospital in St. Louis for more serious treatment. Mm-hmm. And on April 18th, a quote-unquote miracle happened in his room the Monday after Easter... Ronald awoke with seizures. <laughs> just the seizures? Fa- just the fact that they follow a miracle with seizures. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> um, he woke with seizures, yelled Satan would always be with him. <laughs> Priests called upon St. Michael to expel Satan from him. And then seven minutes later, Ronald came out of the trance and said, he's gone. He's gone. During that exorcism, though, didn't they... Um... He broke someone's notes because they brought in a new priest, Walter Holleran, and he broke his nose. Hmm. Roland broke this priest's nose during that time. Well, shit. So. Good thing he was in a hospital. You know. And then all of a sudden he's gone. <laughs> he's gone just like that. So. But yeah, that's an interesting story. Yeah. Like, it's one of those, like, you'll you'll hear this, and with some of it, you just think it's so outlandish that, obviously, it's made up. Mm-hmm. But no one truly knows if it was made up except for the people who experienced it. Yeah. So, I... Well, and that's, that's a scary part, too, because you don't know if it's, like, oh, my God, it is real, or if someone was just able to convince so many people that it was. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the story that inspired William Peter Blighty's novel the exorcist which then went into the film Mm -hmm. so like i don't know if it's a joke they pulled it off real good (laughs) right i mean being the lover of these kind of spiritual stories i am i like to believe these are real and like unfortunate real but i yeah like the idea of it because it's kind of it's interesting that that just happens i feel like we have a good dynamic for these things too because i'm super like science though like this is it you know and i'm always trying to like but some things i just can't explain exactly like some of the psychologists who are arguing whether or not demonic possession is real 
So I don't know. What do you guys think? Not that yeah. any of you actually tweet me or reach out yeah, to me. Yeah, what is this So bullshit? that's unfortunate, but let us know because I'll give you a shout out or something. Because Because you actually have a lot of people listening to your podcast. I do. No one listens to mine. Why doesn't anyone head over there? <laughs> Pissed! <laughs> if you're not going to listen to my podcast, at least check out the YouTube channel. It's really funny and you're in... You're in the most recent video, I which am. is really funny. I um, I zip tied him to a chair, and then the rest is uh, did cruel, cruel things to me. Uh, no, hold on, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I have scars. No, you don't. Brenda had a bruise for a month from those zip ties, though. So really? I got, yeah, she was bitching about it like a baby the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but so check that out. I yeah. it's in intellects on YouTube. Look how strong I am in the video. Yeah, like... I, was, I was so pissed. I'm still mad. <laughs> but then again, I think they were pretty weak zip ties, yeah, too. Yeah, those so. zip ties were tiny. We should do it again with the strongest zip ties. I'm just going to use, like, happens. sailor's rope. That's oh. super thick. <laughs> there's no point. I'll just sit there. And be like, I'm not getting out of this. It's just the rope itself is heavy, so there's no way. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. But, yeah. I'm tweet us. Plugging. Let us know <laughs> your thoughts on, like possession and stuff like that do you think it's real do you think it's not you can write me a story what's your twitter my twitter is at haunted underscore horrors okay otherwise email me some stories that you've found or intrigue you or personal experiences with demons and stuff like that yeah if anyone's had a personal because that'd be interesting because i would love to have a couple episodes every once in a while here and there where I get emails and stories from people and, like, I share their story, but I'll, like, change names for a safety reason, stuff like that, yeah. but... That'd be a fun episode all by itself, just, like, yeah. listener stories. Yeah, listener stories, and then you maybe have an email conversation quick about, like, the story behind it, experiences, your thoughts, views on it, and then... Yeah. Diving, del- diving deeper into it and just talking about it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because the cool thing with the version of the app that we use for recording is we can actually, like, mm-hmm. bring you on, too, if you are interested. Yeah, shout out to Anchor. <laughs> right, right. Give him a raise. <laughs> <laughs> but that email is going to be hauntedhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. I'm sorry, it's hauntedhorrorspodcast at gmail.com. There's that S in there. Otherwise, they'll start sending emails and someone else is going to no get one, it. Yeah, no one gets it. I feel like no one has the email hauntedhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. So I think you're safe. It might just go to no one. That's true. <laughs> Anyways. <But> yeah. <laughs> so let us know and then stay tuned for future episodes. Let us know anything else specific you want us to touch base on, make jokes about, you know. Yeah. Check out Kelsey's podcast of Idiots and Intellects because we're both idiots and kind of intellectuals. Because of the after <laughs> the re, after the research we are. That's a joke. Yeah, you're right. It's just I'm gonna take out the second part of the name. Of it's idiots. It's just gonna be idiots. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will catch you guys next time. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>